Hi there, my name's Adam Parr. I'm the podcast host, the Parr City Podcast. In this podcast, you'll be listening to me connect with people from different walks of life, from the military to people in the music industry to people in the self-help industry and many other areas of life. In this podcast, I'll be talking about topics from self-help, mental health, motivation, spirituality, mindset, society, current affairs, and much, much more. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe, share, and let me know your feedback. My main intention on this podcast is to have a positive impact. For you, the the listener, to take something positive from it, to apply something positive into your life from this. Now, with without further ado, let's get into this podcast and enjoy. Hi, this is an announcement to say that the Policy Podcast is now available on Patreon. Patreon is where I'll be adding exclusive behind-the-scenes content, exclusive questions that I'll be asking my guests, and many more clips from the Free Flow Force and much more, as well as the Positive Podcast merch that'll be on there as well. You can click in the link in the bio and it will take you to the Patreon page. Thank you. Hi, and welcome to the Positive Podcast. In this episode, I'm joined by Master Your Talk. Brendan is a communication coach. And he does YouTube videos talking about how to communicate effectively, how to get your point across, and how to have confidence in communicating and public speaking. In this podcast, talk about mindset, motivation, energy, communication, public speaking, and much more. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Tuning in, trying to find out how to win Go along and tell a friend Marathon, you know the game Keep on running, never end Getting better, make a man Adam got it, Adam got it, Adam got it, Adam got it Parsivity, 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 Tune in Brendan, it's, uh, it's great to be on the podcast today. How are you doing? Of course, man. Very good. Yourself, Adam? Oh, good, good. Yeah, yeah. I'm great, my friend. I'm very well. And, you know, it's, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast. And, you know, I see that you're, you know, you have a YouTube channel, you help, you know, driven entrepreneurs and, you know, provide lots of uh, positive advice on your channel. Like, kind of what kind of got you into this, uh, you know, field of things? Yeah, for sure, man. So when I was in university, I used to do these things called case competitions. Think of it like professional sports, but for nerds. So other guys my age were playing rugby or (laughs) footy or some other sport. I didn't really understand. I applied that same competitive spirit, but to presentations. So for years, I presented hundreds of times, coached dozens of people on their communication skills. So by the time I graduated from uni, I realized that I had a gift in communication and nobody was sharing it for free on YouTube. 
you know, all the advice you hear right now is, uh, you should like be yourself and like get up on stage. And I was like, what are you supposed to do with this nonsense? So I started making videos in my mother's basement and uh, the rest was history. That's awesome. And I think like as well, you mentioned that communication is like vital, you know, like, you know, listening, eye contact, body language, you know, your, your vocal, you know, how you speak vocally. And a lot of people don't kind of really know how to communicate. That makes sense too, though. And there's all these, like you said, all these guides and all these courses and you see all these videos of people talk about, you know, get on stage and do this and do that. And a lot of it is, like you said, it's it's like people are just trying to kind of manipulate people almost, you know, trying to come trying to persuade people, isn't it? That's kind of like, you know, kind of links in probably with communication, that kind of persuasion, you know, there's that persuasion they're using. And like you said, you've kind of like noticed in yourself that you have this ability, you know, to communicate effectively and you thought, you know, you channel it and use it. Absolutely, brother. You know, I think for me, it's, it's this idea that most of us, when we think about public speaking, we think it's a chore, like doing the dishes, but we need to start rethinking because public speaking communication is probably the most important skill we'll need to learn in our lives because it makes our life better because the way that we interact with everyone around us. So the better we get at communication, the better the, the our lives will become as well. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think like that communication, I, I was talking about it uh, on a podcast with my friend the other day, and that could be like the difference between you, you know, getting a relationship, you know, perhaps a job, um, networking, business deal, you know, like if you are talking to someone, and they're not listening to you, or they're not communicating back what kind of, you know, what you're telling them, you're going to just think to yourself, well, what am I doing? I'm wasting my time. Like, do you think this should be like kind of put into like the school system? You know, because I don't think it's something that, it's not really something that's really spoken about too much. I'm with you, man. It boggles my mind that it's not taught in the school system. You know, if somebody gave me the keys to the school system tomorrow, I'd fix it because I have the curriculum happy to teach it for free, but uh, no one's going to give me the keys. So uh, I definitely think it, it's important. You know, communication is, is what's going to make your life better. And that's why I, re I really started making videos because no one was doing it at the education system as much as they should have. And that's mm -hmm. what led to, to what we're doing today. Absolutely. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think like you've got really, you know, you've got a massive playlist of videos and like, you know, really, really great videos as well. Like really great content. I think you're doing amazing work. And do you, do you have any um, kind of favorite topics that you like to talk about, you know, uh, kind of other than communication? Is there, is there any other areas do you think that kind of are important as well? Yeah, for sure. I would say in the context of communication, the most important one is probably the easiest tip that I have to share, which if you implement tomorrow, will literally 10 extra communication skills. And it's called the puzzle method. So public speaking is like a jigsaw puzzle. You know those toy puzzles you kind of put together, Adam? You know, as a kid, yeah, probably now because yeah. it's the holidays and you can't go outside, you might as well do puzzles. <laughs> so if I asked you, let's say you're making this puzzle yourself, which pieces would you start with first and why? Mm. As, as, as a human, as a person, you mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, let's say you're just doing this puzzle. It's not a trick question. Mm. You know, those puzzles. Yeah. Well, which pieces would you usually start with first? Um... 
I'd say kind of like the the bottom ones, if that makes sense. I mean, the actual puzzle pieces. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the bottom, the bottom ones. Yeah. Yeah, bottom ones good. I love that. So, so in general, people say is they say the corners, because because if you get the corner pieces, then you can work your way into the middle. Because you know the corner pieces are much easier to find because they always have an mm. edge, right? So you just find all the corner pieces and you, you figure it out, and then you work your way into the middle. But the question is, why don't we do that in public speaking? Mm. You have a presentation at work. You have a presentation at school. So what do we do? What we do is we start with the middle first. We shove a bunch of content in the presentation. We get it to it. We ramble through the entire thing. We get to the last slide. It sounds something like this. Uh, (laughs) Thanks. That's probably 95% of all the presentations that I hear. But there's mm. an easy way to fix this. Start with the edges first, like mm. jigsaw puzzles. Practice your introduction 50 times. Not three times, not five times. Do it 50 times. It's actually not that hard. It'll take you an hour. Mm. Right? Each, each intro is like a minute, right? It's not that hard. You can do it 25, 50 times. Same thing with the conclusion. What's a great movie with the terrible ending? Last time I checked, terrible movie. Same thing with the conclusion, 25 to 50 times and rail it in. And then after that, you look at your presentation after a couple of hours and you'll go, wow, I'm really good at this communication thing. Mm. Then tackle the middle. Because now you have that confidence you need, but much like a puzzle, I don't know about you, man, but if you're working on a 3000 piece puzzle, why would you want to do that alone? That Mm. sounds disastrous. Get a group of friends, get a, a community group together, get a, get a couple of people and practice the public speaking puzzle together. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's really great advice. And I think they're really key points. And the fact that a lot of the times you see people who just jump into it. I mean, you know, sometimes that might work, but like people are going to be able to notice the people who have prepared for it and people who haven't. And I remember when I was, doing some army courses in the past and so this soldier said to me, you know, preparing to f- failing to prepare is preparing to fail. And it's like you said, you know, start with the bottom, if you're just jumping into the middle, you know, you're not going to be as prepared as the next guy who's worked on his foundations and, and practiced and he knows kind of his, stra- his own strategy. And it's like you said, you know, like if you do an intro or something like that, you know, nine times out of 10, it's going to take you more than one, one attempt. Cause I, I remember when I did my intro video for uh, my, my podcast uh, YouTube thing that I did. And that took me like 60 times. I kept on doing it and I, I just would say some, say the wrong word or I would miss something out or um, there, there was, you know, there was all these little tiny, tiny things that were missing. And, and when I did it and did it and did it, I look back at all the attempts. And I was like, I literally like 50 or, 60 times to just get it right and i think i think people need to keep on you know sometimes people i do you think sometimes people are perfectionists or do you think they 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 just think oh it's good they 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 kind of don't want to tell themselves that they're wrong that makes sense or that they they do you think that's kind of part of it why people just don't prepare and they just go and do something sometimes Absolutely. You know, I'm with you in the sense that most people aren't afraid or are too afraid to take the action. They go, oh, you know, I'm not real great of a speaker. I should, probably shouldn't say anything. But the feedback I always give people is if you want to be successful, 
you need to be willing to care more about the message than your actual feel. And if you care more about the message of your presentation and why you want to share it with people, and you care so much to the point that you've talked to the audience, you've had discussions with them, then you can dive, then you can go for it. And then nothing will stop you or get in your way. Yeah, no, exactly. And like, with like giving presentations, like a lot of people, you know, um, like a lot of people are, extra, you know, extroverted and introverted. Do you think if somebody's introverted and they, they're not as um, kind of socially energized, do you think that, you know, how, how should they start out kind of, you know, if they have to kind of give a presentation or something, do you think they should kind of start small? Yeah, I think for me, the key is, is going back to puzzle. You know, my recommendation is always the secret that the best speakers don't tell you, Adam, is that they do the same presentation over and over again. Think of Tony Robbins. He's been doing the same seminar for 40 years. 40 years. Longer than me and you have probably been alive combined, almost. Mm -hmm. It's very close. But that's the point I want to drive, is if you want to be a world-class speaker, you need to start learning from world-class people, mm -hmm. which means pick a topic that you love that you want to present a hundred times that you can teach that people want to hear about. And it doesn't need to be a million people. Just three is fine too. Mm -hmm. And present it over and over again until that topic is perfect. Same thing with your podcast. You know, you started the podcast, you weren't, you know, it's diff difficult to drive conversation when you're at episode yeah. 200 of the podcast, it's a lot easier for yeah. you to introduce your guests better to facilitate those conversations. And it's the same thing with everyone else. It's okay if you're shy or if you're extroverted just pick a topic that's repeatable and then master mm. it. So in your case, my recommendation would be make a presentation on your own podcast. What are you trying mm. to achieve at Parsivity? Who are you trying to inspire? What's the target? Mm. And the, what's awesome about this podcast, the presentation, is you can do it over and over and over again because you mm. can present, present to your local universities, communities, and after 50 times of presenting the same thing, you'll, you'll, get, you'll start to get a lot better at presenting it. Mm. Yeah, no, I really appreciate, you know, you give me feedback on it. It really means a lot. And I think sometimes it's like you said, that that finding that kind of area that you enjoy or love and then kind of going into it and then going over it. Because it's almost like a muscle in some ways, I suppose. It's like you just become, you're doing it automatically kind of without thinking probably so much about it. And that's that kind of makes me think, you know, like self-reflecting, with the podcast this year, I remember when I first started, I, I'd be thinking about what am I going to say next and trying to make it sound perfect. And now you just, you know, I just kind of do it. Whereas it's, um, I think people kind of need to just take that action, don't they? Just just uh, kind of learn about that whole process of things. That's, that's something that I've learned, you know, that, that process of, patience and things taking time and there is a process to it and like you know you doing your videos there's a process to it absolutely and just to build on that you know i started my youtube videos in my mother's basement with no phone no budget i mean you got pretty good gear i had worse than this when i started i, mm. I literally had a phone and i just i'd even have a mic to it and i was just like hey guys welcome to master talk i literally sounded like a drunk in a basement it was, and i didn't even edit a single one of my videos for the first year I literally just recorded and posted, recorded and posted. And I did that every week until I got really good. And then I went professional. But that's what my yeah. advice for people is. The issue is if you never start, you'll never get better. Hmm. Yeah, no, that's really key. 
and like you said, I've, I've seen people, and I, and I find it really motivating, by the way, and inspiring, you know, the work that you've done and, you know, what you're doing and that you, you started in your basement and just using your phone. And, you know, like, I think people tend to overthink the equipment side of it and how they they, they should uh, put it put it out there if that makes sense people think too much about what other people are going to think about it and they buy all this like shit so to speak and before they've even kind of like gone into it and like you said you use your phone i you know i, I use my phone and i i just used, before i had wired earphones i just used the mic on the phone and i did an audio for like 60 episodes because i didn't really kind of i was still kind of gaining my confidence you know doing an audio then i got these and then recently I've got this mic, but it, it's it's kind of, I think you've got to just do what you feel is right, it, it, don't you think? And then, because a lot of people probably compare themselves to what other people are doing. Absolutely, man. Like, you know, first of all, congrats on making this far in the show. Like, that's the thing, man, is this oh, idea cheers, that, man. yeah, of course, is this idea that most people just, they, they don't want to do anything. They don't want to take the action. And the reason is because they don't know why they want to do the thing. Like, I think if most people got really clear on the person they were serving, they would understand that it's a disservice when they don't actually do the thing. So, so it's the same thing with me. I mean, for me, that's probably like at the extreme because I'm the only speech coach in my 20s who posts videos on YouTube, I believe, on, on public speaking coaching, which means if I don't do it, nobody else in the world is going to do it. That's crazy when you think about it. There's millions of people out there who can't afford a communication coach. So who's their coach? It's either me or it's nobody. So I need to take mm. that motivation and do it because there's millions of people around the world who are counting on me to do it. Mm. Yeah, I think that's a really good point as well. And, you know, like you said, it, it gives you that, you know, that, that kind of place of like, you know, responsibility in some way, doesn't it? It's like you're, you know, responsible in some way, you know, for all these other people who are, you know, they're, they're, taken kind of, you know, from your content, if that makes sense. And they're, they're, you know, applying it to their life. And, you know, you're like your own boss almost, because like you said, there's no one else doing it. And I've never really seen anything on YouTube or the internet, which, you know, which you're doing, if that makes sense. I've seen lots of different, you know, how to do videos, but none really on the kind of, you know, the work that you're doing. And if there are people doing similar things, it's, you know, like you're very genuine and you're, you know, you're providing value. A lot of these people, you know, you, you can tell if someone's being genuine or not. Does that make sense? Like people on other channels are trying to sell you a course or the, the quick fix guide to getting ABC. Absolutely, man. Completely agreed with you. And and I think that's what, that's what makes the difference. Mm. Do you have any like uh, role models or anyone you kind of like look up to or take like kind of guidance from? Absolutely. There's, there's hundreds that I model my life after, but if I had to pick one in particular, probably be Scott Harrison, who's the CEO of Charity Water. Uh, I think the guy with the work that he's doing is, is really incredible. You know, he helps, you know, he helps people gain access to clean drinking water around the world. But what fascinates me is the hustle. You know, the guy is presents 200 times a year. He's raised hundreds of millions for the charity. He's very smart about the way that he thinks about messaging, storytelling, public speaking, communication. So I just think he's the guy worth following. And, and the best quote that I got from him that I'll never forget for the rest of my life is the following. The goal is not to live forever. 
but rather create something that will. So hopefully I'm trying to do that as well. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I really love that. And I think it's important to, you know, to have role models, isn't it? To, you know, take, you know, guidance from and, you know, positivity and motivation and try and, you know, like I said, model yourself around certain kinds of people. Because I think like, you know, the kind of people you surround yourself with, you kind of, you know, you can become those people. Absolutely, man. And um, do you have any like favorite books at all or audio books or podcasts or anything? Yeah, of course. And I would go back to Scott's book. So Scott has mm. a book called Thirst. That's the number one book I've read in my life. I highly recommend it for anyone who wants to make a difference in the world. I think the way that he thought about the charity, how he built it, how he thinks about philanthropy is not just like fluffy. Like he solved 2% of the entire water crisis, which is insane if you think about it as one organization. So I, I definitely think the book is, is a must read for anyone who's mm. listening. Yeah, no, no, definitely. And I think like, that's amazing though how he's, you know, how he's doing that work and how he's, you know, wanting to help other people because like in a lot of places there are like, you know, water crises, even in, um, is it Flint, that town in America? Did you hear about that? They had a water crisis. Oh yes, Michigan. In. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was insane. Um, so it's not just, you know, these other kind of other countries that we see on the news. And I think it's, you know, that's kind of like, you know, what we should do in life is, you know, provide value or, you know, make a difference in some way, isn't it? Something that, like you said before, is kind of going to be here when we're not kind of thing. Absolutely, man. Like, um, would you say there are any takeaways that you've kind of taken away from this year, if that makes sense? Yeah, for sure. I think the biggest one is always be willing to pivot, right? And the way that makes sense in my case is, you know, a lot of my speaking engagements got canceled. A lot, a lot of events I was supposed to do didn't end up happening. So the big thing that I, that I want people to think about is what are you going to do at the time? Yeah, sure. You know, I was crying for a couple of days. Absolutely. It was a fun, fun experience at the beginning when COVID hit. But at the same time, it's, hey, wait a second. If we want to make a difference in the world, we still want to get shit done. We need to understand that we don't get the year back. You can't go back. You got to go to a bank and ask a loan back for the year. You just can't do that. The only thing that you can do is to say, hey, how can I use this time to make my life better anyways? So that's what I did. You know, I started writing my content three years in advance. The second thing I did is started guessing on podcasts, even if I usually don't guest, because right, I'm always flying out all the time. And the third thing that I did is I pivoted from a speaking business to a coaching business, and I make more money now than I used to. So that's what I really want people to think about, is what are you doing with the time? Sure, you don't need to start a business, but you can read more books. You can listen to more podcasts. You can watch more YouTube videos. There's always a way for you to advance your mission. And to do whatever it is you want to do. So I hope you take the time and you, I hope you use the time this year to, to do that. Mm. No, no, definitely. And I think they're really, you know, important, you know, points you mentioned in that that time, that time that we, you know, we use and to, you know, to not abuse our time and to waste it. I think that's something I've been very mindful of, you know, in my life, you know, this year especially. Um you know, especially through podcasting is that you know your your time is precious and you can't get it back can you like you said and you can't go to the bank and ask for a loan you know that kind of loan back and 
I think it's definitely been a lot of different, you know, shifts in perspective because people are spending more time by themselves. So they're more aware of, you know, where the time's going. A lot I like to think. I couldn't agree more, man. And, um, well, what would you say, like, kind of like uh, success or happiness is to you, you know, like, as a person? Yeah, for sure. I think for me, the best way of describing what success and happiness looks to me is that it's unique to me, right? So mm. I'll give you an example. You know, one exercise I always recommend people do is when you think about happiness, write a list of all of the things that bring you joy. And what you realize, if you take this exercise seriously enough, is that your list should not look like anyone else's. And I'm happy to share mine as an example. I love clubbing. I love dancing alone in my basement. I yell at my friends at dinner in restaurants, even if it bothers other people at the restaurant. I ask them very uncomfortable questions about their life that they don't want to answer. And I take mini dance breaks in between my meetings and I karaoke in eight different languages. That's what brings me joy, right? Whereas most people are listening to this right now, Adam, are going, well, I don't want to do any of those things. That sounds crazy, but that's the point I'm driving. Where's your list? You spent your whole life without taking 10 minutes out of it to just say, what actually brings me joy? Is it reading a book? Is it sleeping an extra hour a day? Is it walking 30 minutes a day? Is it um, hitting my little sister on the head? It doesn't really matter. Make the list and do more of that thing. That's how you get more happy. That's how you solve a lot of the issues in your life. Same thing with success. What does Mm. success mean to do the same thing? Like for Mm. me, you know, I have big ambitions for my life. You know, I work 16 hours a day. I'm always trying to get the next thing. I'm always trying to hustle. That's not for everybody. That just Mm. brings me joy. But the, the question is define that for yourself. You know, people come up to me and they go, oh, you know, Brendan, I want to spend more time with, you know, I'm, I'm only, you know, I, I want to do big things in life, but I want to spend more time with my family. Right. So my question for them is, okay, you want to spend two days with your family. Why are you only spending one? Right. So, so everyone's got their own version of it. I think the key mm. is to create your own version and to take the time to figure out what that version is. Mm. Yeah, no, I think that's, I think that's so key. And I, and I totally agree with you. And I think it's, it's finding your fingers in that thing and, you know, creating it, whatever that is. And it blows my mind as well. Like, as you mentioned that, people go along on this course in their lives and they don't think about those things that you mentioned. And half the time, some people don't even know kind of what makes them happy because they're so caught up in their lives and everything that's happened. And they've not taken that time to take a back seat and just think about these things, you know, you mentioned. And, you know, I think it's so important that we do do those things, you know, and think about, what is it I'm doing? What do I want from life? What, you know, what's making me happy? And, and, you know, these key things and and putting in those, in that work to do that. I mean, for me, you know, things happen in life and it's kind of how you react to it, isn't it? But like, for me, I I had to kind of, you know, fall through a skylight to kind of wake up because I was chasing my ego. And then from that that event happening, you know, I went through, I've said before many times on podcasts like, you know, PTSD, anxiety, and depression, and things happening at school as well and home. But, but that kind of event had to be a catalyst for me to kind of make myself think about, you know, what is it that I'm doing and 
what do I want? Do you know, do you know what I mean? Um, but I'm not saying that, that that shouldn't be the key thing where something badass happened to you for you to wake up and think of a certain way. But ultimately, people should kind of think about it and decide because it's important, isn't it? I mean, there's more to life than just doing a job, retiring and having kids and then having a house and that's it. You know, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. But I think, like you said, there's, there's, there's more. Absolutely, man. And just building on that, who created those dumb rules anyways? Mm, Has anyone yeah. ever thought of that? Like, oh, Adam, you should have two and a half kids, not two kids. <laughs> yeah. And you need a white ticket fence. And yeah. you need two cars, not one. Because if you have one car and it leaves the driveway, people will think when they look at your house that you don't have any cars. So you better have two at all times. Mm. Who, who made up these rules? And then you realize when you ask yourself deep questions about life, that all the rules are made up. So the only thing left to do is to create your own. Mm. Yeah, no, no, definitely. It's it's quite powerful, isn't it? You When you think about it, it's very, very powerful when you you, you uh, go to that place. But And I, I was talking to a friend of mine on another podcast, and he said that he went to play golf with his friends. And he asked them, instead of saying, oh, how's your week or how's your work? He, he asked them, have you had a happy week? Or something like that or what makes you happy what's made you happy this week and he said they all looked at him and kind of was a bit yeah yeah <laughs> yeah they were like taken back and they didn't really know how to how to um answer the question and i think like only like one of the guys kind of you know gave him you know a decent answer and said you know what my my family makes me happy or something like that but like the other people I think it's it's something that people don't always think about because it's like, you know, people always say usually, oh, how's work? And and or people say, Oh, how's your week? And they go, Oh, it's okay. And you think like there's 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 gotta be more, there's gotta be more to life than that, you know, when people say, Oh yeah, it's okay, it's all right. I'm with you, man. Absolutely. That's that's why I do things like Mind Valley because I'd rather just talk to interesting people at this point. Going mm. back to life, you mm. don't get to meet a lot of people in your life. Not many people realize this. Mm. Let's say you talk to somebody new every couple of days. You're only going to meet 100 people every year. And over the course of your life, let's say you live another 50 years. I hope you live longer. Let's use this as an example. That's 5,000 people. Mm. Out of 7 billion people, you get to meet 5,000 of them. People go into clubs or events and they go, hey, wait a second. How do I get everyone to like me? That's wrong. Mm -hmm. The question you need to ask yourself is, who do you want those 5,000 people to be? Mm -hmm. When you ask yourself that question, well, then what you're going to do is different. You're going to sit in that bar that you normally didn't like and say, why am I even here? I should be going to a Mind Valley conference or a button collecting conference or a stamp collecting event mm -hmm. to meet the people I actually want to talk to. Yeah, no, that's powerful, isn't it? When you put it like that, it's definitely perspective, isn't it? It definitely is that perspective, and I think I've been back to like places that I've worked. And, you know, I I know a lot of people from working in restaurants and hotels. You know, it's one of those jobs where you meet lots of people. And um, my brother said to me, "How do you know all these people?" I'm like, I've worked in these places, and I think you know to to get choosy, um, you know, about what the kind of people that you want to talk to, the kind of people you want to surround yourself with, and you know, it's that energy, isn't it, as well? You know, if you're on the same vibe as somebody, 
you know, you're going to feel more connected probably, you know, happier and you, you know, that, and that kind of tribe, isn't it? Getting to know your tribe of people because you might meet one person who's like you or who's on the same vibe as you doing something similar. And then they might know 20 other people or 10 other people. And it just builds that kind of network, doesn't it? And that, that's something that I've taken away this year for, you know, for podcasting and I'm great. You know, I'm really grateful for, you know, the people I've met and connected with in the space of time and, and yourself as well. And, you know, it, it's so important because I think, do you know, when I, when I was at school, I don't, I don't know about you, but like, I kind of didn't really feel like I fit in. I didn't really know who my tribe of people were. I didn't, I used to think that I was the one with the problem. Whereas now it kind of makes sense. If that may, if that, if that may, I mean, it makes sense. Of course, man. That makes perfect sense. And everyone has that same struggle, right? I think that's really what I want to push for people mm. is this idea of it's normal if you haven't found your tribe early because you haven't figured out who you are yet. Like, you think I was this guy five years ago? Oh, yeah, I love dancing alone in my basement. I love Justin Bieber. No, I, I would, some of those things I would, I would keep as a secret, like Justin, but everyone else, like, I mean, everything else, like karaoke, I wouldn't tell that to the general public. But then over time, I kind of just said, like, you know, screw it. Like, yeah. I was like, well, I mean, this is what I like. And you know what happened? This, this is what's fascinating, Adam, is that the people we admire in our culture mm-hmm. are all crazy. I don't know if you've ever seen Taylor Swift's documentary or what Dwayne John, Johnson does. You know, you know, it's, it's this idea that the, the Rock and people, people across are all crazy. Like the, the Rock wakes up at every morning at 4 a.m. and he works out weights. He literally takes like an 18-hour flight to Japan, and the first thing he does when he lands, he doesn't even pack. He doesn't even put his luggage. He just goes straight to the weight room. Like it's just like it just—it's crazy. But we admire people like him. Yet when mm. when we look at each other, we we tend to say, "Hey, you shouldn't be crazy." But it's that very mm. insanity that attracts people towards you. There's so many people on podcasts when I go, I karaoke and eat languages. Oh, no, sorry. Or when I say I go clubbing or I love dance, they go, I love that too. It's like, there you go. You give permission for mm. other people to, to be who they actually are, which which is crazy. We're all nuts. Mm. We just don't mm. want to share that insanity with the world. Mm. Yeah, no, it's so key. And I, and I agree. And I think, like you said, it's not for everybody, but I think like, you know, if you love something and you do it and you want to be yourself, you should, you should express that. And that's then going to inspire other people to, you know, do the same, isn't it? And, you know, I, I like clubbing, you know, and, and going out and things like that. Um, I'm probably not too confident in dancing sober, but you know, if I have a few drinks, I'll dance like sure. But that's your, that's your <laughs> yeah. year's resolution. See, yeah. I, I actually haven't had a sip of alcohol once dancing. So I dance like six, seven hours straight and like no alcohol. That's your yeah. challenge for next year. Yeah. Run it down. <laughs> it, it shocks me that most people can't even do that. So I, I think mm. you, of all people can yeah. pull this one off. Yeah. <laughs> I'll put it number one on my list. <laughs> there you go. But that's it. But it's like um, that work ethic and that, that desire to, to kind of not kind of like follow this the norms of society, isn't it? And that's okay to do that. Um, and, to, and to, you know, to push through the barriers of, of judgment and that kind of thing. I think that's something probably what keeps, keeps people back um, from doing things. Um, would, you, would you say like culture 
can kind of play a part in that. Absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah, you know, for example, let's say in in my culture, it's either you're a lawyer, a doctor, an accountant, or a loser. You get to pick, right? Mm. Or in in other cultures, right? In Americanized culture, it's you better leave the house at twenty, or I'll kick you out. Right? Yeah. It's 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 these rules that we make in our culture. <laughs> But that don't make sense because most of us are unhappy. So we need mm-hmm. to start con- questioning all of those values because I've always believed that the truth is always in the middle, Adam. Mm-hmm. So it's not the fact that you're right or I'm wrong or I'm right and you're wrong, but rather we're both right and we're both wrong. So we need to figure out what version makes the sense for us. So for me, I can't, I can't just look at an audience and say, you should all live in your mother's basement like I do until 30. That won't work. Because some people mm. don't have mothers. Other mm. people, you know, might not even have a good relationship with them. Whereas me, I love my mom, right? Mm. So I, mm. I don't want to, I don't want to leave. I just like spending time with her because I'm always so busy already. It makes no sense for me to go back and forth to visit her. But for other people, that might not make sense. But that's the key. What everyone needs to do is the same exercise, which is to question all of the beliefs, to ask yourself one hard question about life every day. And then eventually you'll find a truth that's unique to you. So the same way that I love Justin Bieber, I like spending money on a $400 Bose headset, but at the same time, I haven't bought a new blanket in like 15 years. So like all of these like don't make any sense, but like it makes sense to me. And that's the point yeah. I want to drive. Hmm. Yeah, no, exactly. That's it. And I think that's, that's where, you know, each person is different and each person has their own ways and you have to, you know, respect that, don't you? And I think if you're in a relationship relationship with somebody, you respect that enough because you've got your own thing that you do and that they've got their own thing. Um, and that's it. And I think it, it, it's definitely something that we should accept, isn't it? And it's okay to, you know, to be yourself. And, you know, why it's probably important as well, you know, to get to know yourself as a person, and understand, you know, what, you know, the things that you need to work on and your weaknesses and, and your strengths, isn't it? And to, to draw from that. Absolutely, man. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, no, definitely. Just thinking, is, is there anything else that you kind of came to mind that you want to like talk about or anything, any other topics? Yeah, for sure, man. I, I guess I can close with my, my favorite uh, life advice. And, and my favorite life advice is be insane or be the same. If you want to be like everyone else, that's totally fine. But if you made it this far into the podcast and you're still listening to us, you probably want to make a difference in the world. You probably want to do something important with your life. So the only advice that matters is the following. The people who do great things are often crazy. Don't you find it odd that a 22-year-old kid who lives in his mother's basement and is literally talking to Adam on a mattress started a youtube channel not on pranks or vlogs that's a normal thing to do no he started on public speaking and executive communication tips and then went on to coach those executives a year later but still lives with his mom dances alone in his basement an hour a day karaoke's in eight different languages and loves justin bieber how does any of this make any sense at all and that my friends is the point when every decision in your life makes sense to the only person it ma- that matters, which is you, 
you'll probably be very successful. So be insane or be the same. No, I, I love that. And I think it's so key we mentioned, you know, like as well, you know, like be the same or be insane. And, you know, like it's, it's, you've got to, you've got to follow whatever it is that you enjoy, isn't it? Whatever that is. And that might not be, that might not be considered as, as sane, you know, by other people, but, you know, that's just where there's that kind of separation, isn't it? Between certain kinds of people. And me personally, I'd rather be in that vocabulary than be the, you know, be the, be the same. You know, I, I couldn't be the same person or do that same kind of job, you know, all the time, I think, but, but there's that, that difference, isn't there? But I think people need to tap into whatever, you know, works for them, don't they? Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And like on social media, like where can people find you and, and your website, YouTube, that kind of thing? Yeah, absolutely, man. The easiest way to get in touch is definitely the YouTube channel. All you got to do is type master talk in one word and you'll find me right there. No, it's awesome, man. And I'll definitely promote your content and I'll, and I'll put all your links in the description for you as well. But uh, Thanks, no, you're welcome. But uh, yeah, I wish you all the best uh, for the New Year's Eve, New Year, and I wish you, you know, a successful New Year as well and all the best and everything that you're doing. I think you're doing a great job. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. No, you're most welcome. You're most welcome. Hi, and thank you for tuning into the Positive Podcast. I would just like to announce that I have just recently created a Facebook group for listeners and for people who would like to network with other podcasters and to network with other people who listen to the podcast as well. The link can be found in the bio of my profile as well as the bio of my episodes and the Facebook group um, is called The Positive to People. All you have to do is send an re- invite request and I'll accept it for you to join. I hope to see you there and have a great day. Take care. Hi, I'd just like to say a massive thank you for listening to the podcast. You can also check out the podcast on YouTube at The Positive Podcast. You can also check out my Instagram at Positive94, where I put lots of podcast clips and snippets and a lot more content as well. I really appreciate you supporting me in my podcast and supporting me in my content. It really, really means a lot. Any feedback, any questions, any queries, you can email me at thepolicypodcast.gmail.com. And I look forward to hearing from you and connecting. Take care.